Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. Welcome back, everybody. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynold Show, we talk about staying current in the literature, squatting past parallel, and using modalities for pain relief. The Ask Mike Reynold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Episode 11 of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We are here today with some awesome new questions, some great questions from the crowd, as always. Um, introduce you to everybody as usual. Lenny McCrina, Director of PT here, Champion PT and Performance. Yes, and, I am. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like we need all <laughs> yes, intro like catchphrases. <laughs> it's pretty good. Dry eyes. Uh, Dave Tilly, new uh, performance therapist. Yeah, that's right. I just wanted. Well, to, I just wanted to say way that. Way better than a fantastic well, Lenny. A magnificent. I want to. I want to get away from physical therapy and yeah. say we're performance therapists. But uh, Dave's a new uh, PT here, champion PT performance. Joined us on the last episode for his first one. Dominated it too, Nailed and he's good. And then as always, Gabe Morgan from Armstrong here asking us some some fantastic questions. So um, we're back for episode 11. Before we begin, we've got a very important thing I need from you. Pause this right now. So pause, right? Well, don't pause it yet because I have to ask you something and then pause it. But before you do anything, I need you to go to iTunes. I need you to rate and review this episode or our show or whatever it is here. Um, those, those iTunes reviews and ratings are a big deal on iTunes, and they really kind of help get this show a little bit more exposure so that way we'll keep doing it and we kind of keep uh, impacting multiple people. So, so far, the feedback's been fantastic. All the reviews are awesome. We read those reviews. We want a sincere review from you so that way we can improve this down the road so by all means please do that so now pause it no and we're back okay thank you so much for that rating and review that was great so um all right episode 11 gabe what do we got buddy all right cindy l's going to kick us off from virginia beach uh cindy asked please give us your practical tips and methods for keeping up with literature if you are a full-time clinician Cindy L. So keeping up with the literature. All right, that's a good one. I think technology has changed that quite a bit. Uh, Dave and I were talking about this yesterday with you know again the concept that like a journal article costs thirty dollars, which is kind of hilarious. But um, I I think social media has really turned into quite a bit of like a content curation tool for all of us. So you know people like myself, I always try to like send out links that I'm reading and things that I find. I write articles about some some interesting things like that. But if you just you know you know search around on Twitter, search around on Facebook and, and kind of find some people that like to share things like that. Um, you know, there's plenty out there. I, I think, I think do a good job. I think, you know, that's number one for me. For two is I, I still use a feed reader, like, you know, an RSS feed reader, which I know is kind of, you know, getting a little bit less uh, exciting. But like I use the uh, app called Feedly, uh, F-E-E-D-L-Y, um, kind of took over when Google Reader shut down. But what you can do is you can subscribe to all the journal the journals that you're interested, the table of contents. Um, and as a new journal gets published, you get that in that feed and you just kind of check it on your phone, that type of thing. So there's that. And then uh, 
I'd say the third one I probably do the most is um, I've set up some custom PubMed searches. So you can either get an email or you can get an RSS feed for, for, for that. So um, I would say those three are a good start. I mean, Dave, you're the young whippersnapper of the team here. Like, um, are you Snapchatting some uh, some literature findings or Not whatever yet. you no, young guys, what is Snapchat? Like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Lenny at Len Mac. Actually, actually, do Instagram pictures of new interesting articles that I found last night. You did. I did. Yeah. That's right. I did. I did notice that. Yes. Yeah. So, interesting. So, what do you do, Dave? Social media definitely, I think, is if an article is like new and interesting, enough people read about it and share it around Facebook that you kind of it pops up. Um, I think along with the stuff you said is like having a network of people, I guess, who are all kind of in the interest of continuing education, but are different areas, right? So like mm-hmm. um, like Dan Pope's a good friend of mine. He reads a lot of the weightlifting kind of strength conditioning research that's applying to like FAI. I don't see a ton of weightlifters with FAI, FAI compared to gymnastics. So like if something interesting comes up, he'll shoot me a text and be like, hey, do you, like, you hear about this new article? Kind of cool. And same thing with all the research that I read that if I find something interesting, I'll pass it to him. So usually if you have a network of people that are all in continuing education, like you pass some stuff around, like, hey, this is kind of cool. It just came out. So I think it's cool to like sift some of the research at the top is I've read like 25 abstracts, maybe two or three I thought were valuable to me. And like that saves somebody else time maybe of sitting through a bunch of them. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You know, I think the old fashioned journal club at work has probably gone away a little bit, but you know, get some people in, in work that are interested and just spend one lunch and instead of going to Chick-fil-A or wherever you're going and just like, you know, sit there, eat lunch and talk about a couple articles like once a month. I, you know, I always see, uh, you know, our buddy Dan Lorenz in Kansas City. He's uh, he's uh, always putting pictures of his staff on journal club because, you know, Dan thinks that's important. So that's the culture he's created at his clinic, that type of thing. Uh, Len, you're our um, CCCCCCI, right? Is that whatever it is, yeah. whatever you are with the students? Critical, um, concerned, um, compassionate. Critical, concerned about students. <laughs> what, um, I, I know. Speaking of Dan Lorenz, he owes us ribs. That's Kansas right. Kansas City beat the Patriots. Just saying. Wait, no, the Patriots beat the Kansas, Kansas City. The Patriots beat Kansas City. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, and I you owe us ribs. So, all right. So, well, so, Easter egg, if Dan, we'll figure out if Dan watches yeah, the show we'll or exactly listens that. to the podcast yeah, here, we'll expect a tweet uh, yes. in retaliation. But, but so, Len, as the CCCI, haven't, you've done some stuff with universities to help us. What have you done? Right. So, we take students from all over the U.S., um, and a lot of them, for example, Northwestern University will give us um, a little thank you, and they give us access to their library. Um, which gives us access to a ton of journal articles. So that's one way that if I do come across something uh, in my searches that I can then um, get access to the actual journal through Northwestern's online, um, I guess, journal portal. Yeah, um, their library. Their library. And then so that's one avenue to get the actual PDF of the file. Personally, for me, I am still sitting, usually it's a Saturday morning after I've done some champion reporting, I'll go in and I'll hit my certain journals that I like to hit, like AJSM, JOSPT, shoulder and elbow surgery, JBJS, sports health, um, what else? I mean, those are the big ones that I typically hit, um, arthroscopy, um, you know, there's a bunch of them, and I usually go to the publish ahead of time because I want to know not just what came out, but what is coming out, and I'll, you know, I'll push those out a ton um, through my feed, Lenmac, at LenMacPT. Um, <laughs> so, so you schedule it? So I schedule it. So I have, I use an app <clears throat> called Buffer, and I can schedule 
I don't want to overwhelm my followers on Twitter with like a ton of stuff because I, I think it's annoying when people do that. So I'll push out an article maybe a day, uh, one a day, just so people can kind of get it. And if they like it, tremendous. If not, they move on. But I think, uh, you know, that's a great resource is having people that you trust to push out articles that you're interested in, you know, like myself and like Mike and, and Dave. Uh, I mean, trust me, just trust me, I'll, get, I'll take you there. But, well, um, I think the point I was making about you is more that you schedule it into your week yes. to stay up on the literature, yeah. not so much the sharing it. So, right. like, yeah, I mean, we're all busy, right? I mean, everybody's busy. It's just what you put what you put emphasis on, so schedule it. So, uh, Gabe, as a student, you have any, uh, any, any tips? I mean, you're probably exploring this new. Yeah, I mean, that... I use a lot of social media to kind of see what everyone else is reading that I find very inspirational. Um, and is Lenny inspirational? Lenny's very inspirational. I like that. I come in every day, just uh, perspirational. <laughs> but um, so vigor. Another thing I do too is I'll subscribe to the table of contents from various research journals, and I can kind of breeze through those to see what's interesting there. And if I find something good, then I'll just read the article or the abstract or whatever it may be. And just continue on, so I kind of schedule it as well. Nice. So essentially, with the online world now, you have, it's it's all at your fingertips. You just got to make time to do it. If that's important to you, which it should be, you got to make time to do it. I will throw one other plug in there. Um, Chris Beardsley and Brett Contreras have an amazing resource at strengthandconditioningresearch.com that I'm a su- subscriber to that I read every month. I mean, they Chris is a madman. I don't know how he does it. So he he does a great resource. I'm always kind of sending references, but check that out too. You know, that's that's somebody now doing all this work. For for you so Gabe what's number two Patrick from New York asks what advice would you give someone trying to perform squats below parallel that has very limited hip internal rotation due to hip retroversion all right so what advice would you give somebody to squat below parallel okay so (laughs) I'm not a big like like I'm not a big like hey you can't do this kind of guy but like you know the first thing I'd ask is why are you squatting below parallel? Like what, what's your, what's the rationale right. in there? Like, um, you know, I, yeah, that's, that's popular, right? Like let's all squat below parallel. Um, the hips on individuals are so different between different people. So unique with like our anatomical structure and stuff like that, that, um, that, you know, assuming that we can all go below parallel is, is, is pretty, pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'd say, you know, what, what's your intent of doing that? If you're just trying to get your quad strong, you can go less deep and just load it more. I mean, you put more weight on the bar if you're, if you're going less deep. Um, but you know, I, I, I guess I would throw in there, if you have hip internal rotation, oftentimes we've found that that correlates to like an anterior pelvic tilt type posture. So if your anterior pelvic tilt is so anteriorly tilted, um, you're essentially kind of predisposing yourself in a certain amount of hip flexion. So when you, when your knee comes up to like 45 degrees, if you're so anteriorly tilted, you're kind of really at 90 degrees of hip flexion at the hip joint, you know, just based on, you know, you're excessively positioning your anterior, your pelvis anteriorly, it just changes that. So it becomes very hard for somebody like that to go super deep because they're impinging on their anatomy. So I would just throw at you is you got to customize the squat to you and just really think about why you're doing what you're, you're doing. But what, what, would, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think there's two kind of things with that. One is the goal. Like, what's your goal? Like, are you just fitness? Do you just want to be healthy? Do you want to kind of work out? Or are you like an Olympic weightlifter who's trying to go nationals? Like, different. Yeah, you're trying to compete right, and you exactly. have to get to a certain like, depth. Yeah, that's to, different. Do you need a butt to grass squat in order to catch low weight in a clean or something like that? Like, totally different. So, I guess that's the first thing is kind of pick your why first. And second is you have to, like you said, understand that hips are different and like your stance is going to be a little bit thrown off. Like, not everyone's going to fit into a perfectly narrow, slightly toed out only this stance if you have underlying hip 
bony changes, like you might need to be able to water a little bit more towed out just because that's the way you're designed. So I think you may be able to get to parallel if you play around with it and it's okay for what your goals are. Right. Very typical of what we see here. Yeah. People trying to do that and then we have to educate on what your goal is and how to tweak your stance to fit your anatomy. And that's typically what we're doing here. I think like, we want people to do what they want to do, but we want to know why you need to do that. If you don't need to do that, there are other ways around it. Yeah, there's fun. You know, squatting is fun for you. Then that's that's fine. But you know, the depth is the issue. But you know, Len said it really well right there. I mean, you gotta you have to figure out your anatomy there. Now, if you need to do it, then I think you got to address your alignment. You know, you do your alignment as best you can to try to to, to maximize how much hip flexion that you can actually develop. Because I think that's what it is. So mm-hmm. if you can work on your pelvic alignment there, I think that's what it is. So it's it's not necessarily a mechanical thing of getting lower in a squat. It might be just kind of working on your pelvic alignment to some extent. So um, anyway, you know, yeah, give that a shot. See, see what you think. Gabe? Gabe. Gabe, Gabe right. who's next Gabe. for a question? So, coincidentally, this person's name is Kurt from Kansas. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> coincidentally. Coincidentally, what's the, uh, it's like a combination of like movie phone. Remember that? Remember that Seinfeld episode? <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the name of the episode you'd like to see? Um, so that was it's that, and then I think it was the um, remember that uh, talking Morgan Freeman in there too. I like that. Remember yeah, the talking that baseball game in the eighties where you know, it's like beautiful day for a ball game between <laughs> the Titans and the Jammers. That's nice, it. We got anyway, Kirk and uh, Morgan Freeman. All right, All right Gabe. We love you, buddy. We love you, buddy. Coincidentally, continue. All right, Kurt from Kansas asks, how often do you use modalities like ultrasound and e-stem for pain relief? I'm a PTA, I'm finishing PTA school and still having a hard time personally believing that they do a ton of good. All right, so to me, there's two questions here now. So, how often do we do we use modalities? Let's just let's keep it at sound and stim just to keep this yeah. episode quick for pain relief. And then you're having a hard time believing it. If you're having a hard time believing it, I think you just need to continue to explore the the research. Um, if you don't believe it, then it's like somebody just said, like, "Hey, do this for pain." Okay, yeah, I don't blame you for not believing it. You should explore and see if the efficacy is there for you. But you said specifically for pain relief, so I know the internet likes to put modalities down and stuff like that i i mean tens is extremely effective you know tens e, e, you know ner, um, not nervous so e-stim current uh is extremely effective for pain relief now i mean it's symptomatic i yeah. mean we all know that but it works you know you said you have a hard time believing it works i mean if i personally like you know had an acute episode of back pain and i couldn't move i would put that on myself because i want to kind of try to you know just break the cycle a little bit and feel a little better for myself so yeah is it symptomatic are you treating any underlying pathology? No, but you certainly help somebody manage their their symptoms. So, um, Len, I mean, you've you've been a PT now for like forty years. It seems yeah. like you, what old they do man. In Egypt for the two so years. back uh, when I was treating King Tut, so uh, <laughs> he No, I mean we use it. We use it all the time. I think we can hear the laser on in the background right here. But we use laser. We use ultrasound. I know, like that's like cursed on social media that we we use ultrasound. Sound um, <clears throat> typically in a pulse current, but we also do a continuous current. There is research out there. You have to, for all these modalities, there's research that supports it, there's research that, that refutes it. So you just need to sift through it. But if somebody comes in and specifically asks for it because they've had good results in the past, they're going to be tough. You're going to be a tough therapist and trying to educate them why it's not. Oftentimes, they'll just go away on you and you won't see them again because you're not doing what they want them to do, what, you, what they want you to do. 
but that doesn't mean you have to tweak your your treatments based off what the patient wants. But I think if you fully educate yourself on what's out there in the research on these modalities and try them because you're going to see people like, huh, that, that, that helped me. Placebo? I don't know. Uh, but there is research that does show, for example, ultrasound does help a collagen uh, reorganization in the knee. So why not use that if somebody has a sprain? It's like a five-minute, seven-minute modality that potentially has been shown to help. So to me, it's a win-win for our clients. Yeah, I think this just started all getting a bad name when insurance companies Correct. started trying to not pay for stuff, right. so they, yeah. you know, started to slander a little bit there. You know, that type of thing. I think you know, there's there's a use for everything, and you can kind of put that together. So, you know, but I don't know, something to think about. So, Gabe, what do we got? Number three. That was the last one? That was number oh, three. Oh, that, that was three. I knew that. Boom. I knew that. Look yeah. at that. Done. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, appreciate it. You know, continue to uh, spread the word. We appreciate that. Um, you know, the, the more we can, you know, get people watching this and the more, you know, great questions we can answer for everybody to benefit from. So thanks so much. You can ask us questions at MikeReinald.com slash podcast. Use the hashtag Twitter, ask MikeReinald. Um, the, the Twitter hashtag? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, on, uh, on Twitter and we'll find your questions that way too um we'll kind of put them all together but thanks so much guys we appreciate it we'll see you guys on the next episode thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you have a question you'd like us to answer head to mikerinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe rate and review us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and please share this with your friends to help spread the word it would really mean so much to us Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.